I think Elf is more relatable to us because like that's like we lived in those times. Welcome to the Spirit is Lit podcast, a spirit-centered podcast. Join us each week for a conversation on faith, current events, and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Spirit is Lit Christmas edition. You have Emmy, and here with me today, we have Thomas, and of course, we have the fabulous Jacob. Uh, I'm sorry, Thomas, I should have had like a superlative in front of your name, too. But Christmas, we are talking everything Christmas. I have my Christmas sweater on. I'm so, guys, I'm so ready for this. Oh, it's going to be lit. So excited. We're just talking about, you know, what, oh, Thomas, oh my goodness. We, we're just going to talk about some really great things. Jacob has his Christmas hat on. We have our resident Scrooge with Thomas over here. <laughs> <laughs> Is that accurate? Is that an accurate depiction of you, Thomas? I think I like Christmas and I don't hate poor people. So I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think so, but I okay. guess we'll see how this podcast goes. Thomas, not, is the dad. Know, Thomas is the dad of the group. Thomas is always the dad. It's fabulous. Okay, well, let's just start this super controversial at first. All right. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I'm going for it. No? You know, there's probably a lot of movies that happen around like Hanukkah and other holidays. And are those Hanukkah movies just because there's events that happen during a holiday? You tell me, Thomas. Like, I'm sure I've seen movies that happen around Labor Day. Are those Labor Day movies? I don't know. What about Groundhog's Day? It's not really about Groundhog's Day. It's mostly about being stuck in a loop. I don't think Groundhog Day is a real holiday. I don't acknowledge it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I guess this group, we're like, we're saying no to Die Hard, which um, I think I just don't like controversial things, maybe. And so, like, I think it can be a Christmas movie if you make it part of your Christmas tradition. And some people do. And it brings people together. And if I can have Christmas cookies and eat and like eat them and watch the movie, I'm calling it a Christmas movie. Yeah, I think Die Hard is a good film. I don't want to take that away from people. (laughs) Okay, okay. So then, fine. What what is your guys' favorite Christmas movie? I gotta say, um, Elf. Or Elf's probably number one. Um, I like Home Alone. That's always a good like binge. But is Home Alone a Christmas movie, or is it just a movie where the events happened during Christmas? You were, you were like stuck on this, Thomas. It's the same. That's the same answer as last time. I feel like. Um, and then, so, but I, I was, another yeah. one is um, like probably not now, but like when I was a kid, was that Rudolph? The like the stop motion. <gasps> yes, yes. Claymation. Like, it, it, but it's not claymation. It's like fuzzy mation. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like it's is it fuzzy? It's not clay. <laughs> they like that's like where they took all. The, I think they took a bunch of pictures of whatever, like, and then they just made it into like a motion picture. And put yeah, no, super cool, classic, yeah. solid. That's a good um, one. That is a good one. Well, wait, wait. So, Jacob, then, what's your favorite line from from Elf? Um, buddy, the Elf, what's your favorite color? Or like, um, like that's when he says that. Like, it's actually I never thought of it before, but that's actually really fun to say, Francisco. no i love like i love the inner child that's just like allowed to 
be there. Like, oh, that's my favorite thing about Elf. I was watching um a YouTube video or something like that on how they did the like how Will Ferrell's like a, a normal, you know, like a average size human and how they did the elves. They put the elves like five feet behind him so that they looked a lot smaller, but it, it was it looked like they were right behind him. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh, I love it. I love all those theater nerdy things. <laughs> um, Thomas, okay, what, what's your favorite Christmas movie? I don't want to say Elf because I don't want to be that person that like says Elf, but it, it, it is Elf. Oh. I remember when it came out in theaters, my dad took me to see it for whatever reason. Um, and I don't know, like I, I, I saw it at the beginning, so it's been there for a while. You were you were like the OG group. Yeah, I was one of the original people that saw Elf before it became a cult classic. I was there before the cult status. Okay, yeah. No one no one's gonna say it's a wonderful life. No one's gonna well, say on, on. White before, Christmas. Before we go any further, does how how who here cried uh, or came close to tears when like you know the sleigh was going over and like the dad didn't want to sing, but then he eventually started singing. I had a lot the, of feelings. The I odometer whatever went up. And then it's like so close to tears. It was just like I just wanted to give someone a hug. I don't think I had the same emotional reaction, but I think Elf is a very <laughs> well-written film. It's because you're a um, dad. It's your, you're the dad. You know, also, also like a really good movie, Santa Claus. <gasps> Which one? One, two, or three? I'm gonna definitely not three. <laughs> not three. Not three. Three was terrible. Uh, I'm gonna say one. One is the one that has like the magic, but I think Santa Claus Two is entertaining. I like Santa Claus Two. But yeah, no, you guys, man, you guys aren't going with any of the classics. Like, no, like, have either of you even seen like White Christmas? Please, please. Say yeah, that. my dad makes me watch it all the time, and I'm like, I don't know. You, what do you mean? Like, I didn't. I didn't. Are, I don't. I didn't. I think Elf is more relatable to us because, like, that's like we lived in those times. Whereas I didn't live in black and white. Oh my goodness, White Christmas is not black and white. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're right, but it, it has that no, vibe. I know I'm right. <laughs> ah, okay, I have a lot of feelings about this. I feel personally attacked. Is a Wonderful Life the one where the guy wants life. to die and everyone's like, oh, don't die. Like, you saved yeah. this whole town. Mm-hmm. So actually, He loses fun- his hearing at one point, right? Yeah, he he yeah. can't hear. Um, fun fact about that, it actually tanked in the theaters. Tanked. It was like, horrible the box office like made no money off of it so much so that they just gave it to like different networks to play on christmas and so it would just play when you had like only a couple channels and such it would just play on loop constantly at christmas because it was free to play it because they made no money on it and so they just gave it away they just didn't care and so since it was just played on loop over and over and over again that's how it really entered into Americans' homes. And that's how it kind of became this quintessential Christmas piece. So fun fact. What about any takers on um you'll shoot your eye out? Which what's that? Oh, oh can I change my can I change my story and my answer? That's definitely <laughs> that's way better than else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christmas story is wait, wait, but that's not from your generation either, Thomas. Like my dad loves that movie because I'm 90% sure he was the kid, like with the glasses. And actually, he actually might've been the younger kid because he was like the youngest brother of five boys. So he could have yeah, been- Yeah, like, but it, it was kid. filmed in a more recent times. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it's not that old. Yeah, it's about the same as, about as old as White Christmas. No, maybe the setting is, but the actual, the actual filming. 
Someone fact check this. Put put this in the remarks. Let us know. You know, I'll uh, look up right now. I can fact moving, check right no, now. Thomas, Thomas, we're moving. We have so much to cover in this in this podcast today. We're moving That's on fair. to favorite Christmas ornament. Do you guys have one? Yes. When I was like six years old, I'm in a parents buy this Pikachu one, and it's very dense, and it doesn't look good on the tree, and it kind of <laughs> carries this whole branch down. But I love it. <laughs> Does it light up like? Like no, it's just like this hunk of plastic. <laughs> There's very little appeal to it, but I somehow convinced my parents to buy this like in 2000. Like a and, like solid plastic, like really heavy. Yeah, imagine like a like a like a doorstop. That's like how dense it is. A doorstop. Oh my gosh, <laughs> classy. I love it. What about you, Jacob? Um, I don't have any myself, but uh, my mom. So my mom, when we we used to always, uh, we know we know we always decorate the tree together. Um, whenever we're like picking out their ornament there's this one bear it's like her favorite ornament she's like if any of you drop this you will be grounded for life or whatever <laughs> it's like her favorite ornament I guess she's had it since she's like uh like a child and then my dad there's another one too that he has this he made this clay santa when he was in kindergarten that's his favorite ornament because it's like since he was in kindergarten that's a classic mom move to have like fancy ornaments that you're not allowed to break because my mom there's a there's a tier system in ornaments for moms you know yeah. yeah I don't know if I actually have a favorite because like I have like like multiple favorites like I like I have like my favorite homemade one your tree's on fire and you can only save one ornament <laughs> what do you go towards the fire extinguisher <laughs> no you that's that's not an option you have to save one ornament no, no Thomas I shake the tree to, to like I don't know uh, that's ah, a terrible way to oh, ah, <laughs> are just gonna spread Ah, uh, don't know. Who made me choose? Um, see, I love my Winnie the Pooh. I have a Winnie the Pooh ornament that like has all of the characters. Like it's one of the electronic ones that circles and like it sings Winnie the Pooh. But if I can only save one, it's actually like this is ridiculous. It's an ornament of a rocket. I forget which rocket it is. Um. And it's not even my ornament. It was my brother's ornament. But the thing is, is that whenever we turned the lights on for the Christmas tree, the sound for the rocket went off. And so it was like five, four, three, two, one. And like the lights would go off showing that like it's lifting off. It's like, um, and like that became the sound of Christmas for us. Like that's how you know it's Christmas because the lights go on and you hear that sound. So much so that when it broke, it was an issue. Like it was just like old electronics. It was from the nineties. And a couple of years ago it broke and we were all devastated. And so I, I went and found another one. It ended up being $50 for this stupid ornament and I had to get it. And so like we, we were safe for a year. And then I realized like, oh no, no, no. Eventually like my brother and my sister and I, like we're growing up and we're all going to be, we're not going to be celebrating Christmas at my parents' household forever. So so the next year, like, I helped my mom. We, we did this together, but we got ornaments for all of us. So that way, no matter where we are, we can have, like, that sound of Christmas. <laughs> the ornament that's not even mine is my favorite. <laughs> oh. Did you even have those, uh, like, the train set things? When I was little, we had one, and I loved it so much. Our dog would mess it up, and it didn't last long. But I, I loved the whole process of building a train around the tree. Did you have one, Jacob? I was thinking about that. Um, I thought we did, but I, now that I think about it, it was a, we had like a Ferris wheel. Um, 
Yeah, it was like something that, I was thinking of like something that's motion. Like everyone has those Ferris, those um trains. We actually had it was just cool. It was like a like a like a nineties Ferris wheel that lit up. It was, and I think it made noises. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. Like we had the village, and like of course, obviously, like the nativity nearby, but not that cool. Well, wait. Okay, so then, what is your guys's favorite Christmas tradition? Ooh, ooh, thoughts. I see the thinking bubbles. Favorite, favorite tradition, Jacob, so we, what is This it? is probably like, I feel like a lot of people do this, um, but I thought it was at one point, it was more of just our family, but a lot of people like open a present on Christmas Eve. Um, mm-hmm. And for us, it was always pajamas. Um, we knew it was pajamas. Um, that, Wait, were they matching? Were they matching? No, because like my brother was too cool to be matching pajamas with me but I always wanted to because he's like the big brother (laughs) why do you want to do this and that and then another like there's so there's another Christmas um that we got like matching you know those joggers there's like when those were like first becoming popular yes that I we were in a store and I was like wow these are really cool I wish I could get them and then my brother's like yo those are stupid Jacob um like big brother um (laughs) but then like we both the funny the joke is like we both um we both got them for Christmas. And then a year later, he's wearing them. He's like, yeah, they're really comfy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, what about you, Thomas? What was your favorite Christmas tradition? I don't know if we have like one tradition that sticks out. I feel like my family does Christmas pretty standardly. That's not a word. Standardly is not a word, but. Okay. So then like, what, what is, what is part of the tradition like? Christmas Ooh. comes. What are you doing? But I, I'm. Try, I think the favorite thing that we've ever done, and I, we've probably done it a couple times. So maybe this is a tradition: matching sweaters. Aww. But like, my mom thinks the sweaters that she gets us are ugly, so she'll just wear like a, a color <laughs> in coordination with the sweaters. But she, she's the one who picks out the sweaters. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Your mom buys the sweaters. But she's like, these are too ugly. I am above this. I am wearing something that that matches, but is not the same, and I will look much better. That's exactly she, what happens. Did she buy your whale sweater? Did she approve of that? No, the whale sweater was all me. And that's not part of a matching set. Okay. It's because you're too unique for that one. But when I was home for Thanksgiving, I didn't know we were taking family pictures. So, oh. But we did. And I and it wasn't like a sweater one. It was like nice pictures. But like, I didn't have matching clothes with my dad and brother because like I didn't live there. What, so like I, I was I was wearing like a plaid shirt and they were wearing like blue like line shirts stripes like button down <laughs> and my plaid shirt was buttoned down i was wearing like blue pants plaid and a plaid plaid does not count like when you say button down i'm thinking like a crisp shirt like when you say plaid like i'm thinking comfy cozy give me a hallmark movie a cup of hot chocolate like no oh my gosh i don't i think for us like my favorite christmas tradition kind of started like when we got older Again, like I'm the youngest of three. And when we had finally all turned 21, like my my parents just started like having a glass of wine with dinner, like after we all turned 21. And it was like a really big deal. Like, oh my gosh, mom and dad are drinking. Like it was a glass of wine, but like big deal. We never saw that. Like that wasn't part of us. And so on Christmas, when we were younger, we would actually go caroling with my, with my grandma and my papa. And we would go and we give Christmas cookies to people. But now that we're older, we stay in the house and we have a, a glass of wine, a singular. <laughs> <laughs> 
and we just call everyone we know and we just we just carol to them virtually and it's fabulous because like my mom my mom is freaking out during all of this because my brother my sister my dad and I we just want to sing as many as possible and like call as many people as possible and my mom's mortified like she's so embarrassed she's like everyone's gonna think we're drunkards like oh my gosh like and we're like mom we're spreading Christmas cheer we're we're singing about Jesus this is good mom oh gosh like just like her embarrassment combined with like our exuberance makes it fantastic like that might be one of my favorite things but I'm like struggling now that we're you know like young adults and all that and like starting to look at okay what does Christmas look like outside of my family like how do I like that's not quite a tradition that's the same when you're doing it by yourself so like I don't know like now that we're young adults how how do we choose our own traditions how are you guys doing that I wonder like do you choose traditions or did this kind of like happen you're like all right this is my Christmas now well that's the thing is that I think when you're a young adult like you you do get to choose like like think of like young families starting off um like they get to choose whether you know they're going to take their kids and travel with them to get to grandma and grandpa and do the normal Christmas that they've always done or were they going to like keep it just their immediate family like I know that's a conversation I had to have with my fiance and that was like something that it's like how, how do you start to choose these things what are what like how do you choose like when, when your mom and dad aren't dragging you to mass like how do you choose Christmas Eve Christmas Day mass like how do you choose these things Ooh, that's true I think as a young adult I'm definitely more of a Christmas Eve mass person than when I was growing up I think, yeah, for me, when I was growing up, it was like, uh, it was always cool. Like, I thought I was cool going to the midnight mass because I was staying up late. But now I think, uh, like, Christmas Eve, like the 5 p.m. or or even like the the um, the Sunday, like the 10 a.m. typical about that time is probably my preferences now. But I think, um, I, I don't know, I, haven't, I, I honestly haven't really thought too much about like my own particular, you know, traditions because it's always, it's pretty much been the same, like, since uh college like okay time to go catch up catch a flight back home be with family um do kind of as much normal uh, you know the traditions as 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 normal as they usually are yeah that's a good question I think because I feel like we yeah it's it's about that time to start thinking about like we start doing that and I think this year especially like I, I think you know there's the elephant of the room of like what what do we do this Christmas um like family is not particularly close um so or or like is it okay to see family like how how do we how do we deal with that this Christmas and I don't have an answer for this like oh I guess that kind of makes you think like what is your Christmas centered around Mm. is your Christmas centered around your traditions or does it center around your faith because in theory your faith doesn't really necessarily change based on these things um, not saying traditions like you're saying are bad I'm just saying what's the what is the anchor in your advent season good ah oh, good segue Mr. Thomas um because I was wanted to ask like um 
how is your guys' Advent going? Advent, Advent, um, actually, Jacob, take the wheel. For those that do not know, what is Advent? So Advent is the beginning of the new, what we call liturgical year. So we say Happy New Year. And it's uh, basically like a um, few weeks uh, to prepare for, for, in preparation for uh, <laughs> word, in preparation for uh, Christmas. So um, it's kind of like this anticipation, this waiting um, and preparing ourselves for Christ, baby Jesus being born um, into our lives. Yeah. So how is, I, I don't know, for me, I, I always think of like Advent as like the Christmas version of Lent. So like Lent, you know, a lot of times like we give things up, like it's this very intense spiritual time. Um, and I think Advent gets like a bad rap. Like here it is. It's kind of just a season of waiting. But I think it's incredible because the whole world is waiting, you know, like you and, and, and preparing, waiting and preparing. Like you have people setting up Christmas lights, like setting up Christmas decorations. Like how soon is it okay to set up Christmas decorations? I feel like you have to wait till Thanksgiving. If you do it before Thanksgiving, it's too soon. I feel like, um, I feel like people are probably, do, I don't know, this may be just a guess, but people are, might be doing it earlier this year because they have, they're more, people are spending more time at home. Mm-hmm. So maybe they, uh, yeah, I don't know. And I don't want to oh. say people have more time on their hands because I feel mm-hmm. like that's just, that's just all over the board. Some people do, some people don't. So you can put up your decorations, like your lights, before Thanksgiving, but you can't turn the lights on until at Thinksgiving. What? Nah. This is the rules. This is how it works. I used to believe that, but I don't know. This year particularly, like, rules are out. And I think it's cool. Like, a lot of my coworkers, like, set up Christmas early. And I think there's just truly this desire for joy. Like, there's this true desire for joy. And somehow the whole world, like even the secular world knows that like there is joy with Christmas. Like there's joy with Christmas. And like, maybe like we as a culture, we, we get like the, the where that joy is coming from. We get it wrong when you kind of extend it. It kind of goes back to what you were saying, Thomas, about like, what is it, like what is your Christmas rooted in? Um, but I think it's incredible that like, you know, people, we've had a rough year. Like, let's just call it that. Um, the people have wanted this joy and they're looking for it. And like, they're, they're seeing Christmas preparation as like part of that, you know? I don't know. It's like my own little soapbox. Um, so what are you guys? Well, I mean, I think, I mean, that makes sense. Cause like, if anything, I think 2020 has taught us that we're not in control. Um, as like people, especially in like the Western world, like United States, we like to have our schedule and know, okay, and plan it out. Um, so we've kind of like lost control of, okay, when's what's coming next? But I think maybe to a certain extent, like being able to decorate our house gives us some sense of normalcy and like some sense of like, I can, can control this and I can control bringing joy into my world. I have a part piece in that. Yeah, I don't know. Mm, I like that. That's probably really true, that sense of control. I like that. Like what, what do you guys do during Advent? Are you doing anything in Advent? I feel like I've been praying more during Advent, but like I, I I pray all year, at least I should pray all year. (laughs) 
Um, and I do. I, I have a, a prayer life going for whoever listens to this. Props to you. Um, I will tell your mother for you. Don't worry. You'll get that gold star. Perfect. Um, I think it's not, I think it's more like, what am I praying about? Mm. It centers. I think a lot of my prayer life, a lot of it is focused on me and things like directly in my life. But maybe like during the Advent season, I'm trying to take a more holistic, big picture approach to my prayer and who I'm praying for. And maybe that's not the most structured take on Advent, but it's been what I've been doing so far. It's okay. That's honest. I don't think prayer always has to be structured. It can be. It just doesn't have to be. What about you, Jacob? Um, so I've been, part, so part of my prayer life kind of, um, gravitates toward whatever, um, podcasts come out and are available. <laughs> so I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, and so I'm subscribed to this podcast called, called The Word, um, by American Media. And they put out, they put out like, um, usually put out Sunday readings like once a week and like a reflection on that and they also put out like this podcast is called imagine it's like a imaginative prayer um but during advent they did something special they've done something special this year they're putting out like daily readings every day as well as like imagine like once a week or something like that um so those have been like good uh I think focusing prayers to focus on like the theme of our church right now um so, you know, that's just, that'll just be me, like, I partly kind of being lazy and just laying down and, like, listening mm-hmm. and, like, engaging in that, but also, like, taking that time of not being busy and just um, reflecting on that. No, I think that's beautiful. Like, that idea of not, not being busy is, for me at least, especially hard during Advent because here we are, you know, we're we're lighting candles on the Advent wreath, which, which is something I love. I love, like we do that at, on, um, at home, like when I'm eating dinner with my parents um, on Sundays, we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll light a candle. But yet there's like that busyness of like, well, I have to get a present for this person. I have to get a present for this person. And this year I have to do it all sooner because shipping is harder because, you know, COVID and everyone's doing everything virtually and yada, yada. And it's just like, I don't know, taking like a, a minute to stop and wait. Like, I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. Actually, Jacob, don't, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. We, we, yeah, this, I don't know this Christmas, I don't know. This Christmas just feels different to me. Is that just, is that just me? I mean, I think everything feels different this year. Do you think it's because we're young adults and like we're we're taking more responsibility ourselves or is it just like circumstances of this year? Well, I've had a young adult Christmas before since I, this is my first year being a young adult. Um, <laughs> How many years have you had? <laughs> That's another topic for like, when do you become a young adult? That's another topic. When did I stop being a child and became a real person? Um, never, never. never. Um, I don't know. Um, I feel like in this phase of our lives, everything's changing. Like, I don't think like every year is kind of different for me at least. So I feel like COVID's just like one of those things like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not like every year that I've, since I've graduated college, every year in college is different. Every year since I've graduated is different. So it's like, oh, well, it's just a new year. 
I mean, there's, there's more inconveniences, <laughs> but, um, cause I've thought about like, what if I don't go home for Christmas? What if I'm just, you know, by myself in my apartment? Like, I think I'll be okay. And I think I'm in a way, like, it's kind of exciting experience new things. I mean, obviously a pandemic's not an ideal situation for anyone and it's pretty terrible at times, but that doesn't mean that there can't be like beauty in it. There can't be good experiences. It's just it's different and it's unknown. Yeah. I think you bring up a really good point though. Is like what you said about like what happens if I don't go home. And like, I think that's a real issue that I don't know if we always talk about, like, this year, I think we're talking about it. People are, are talking about it more about like, okay, like I won't be able to go home because of COVID. Um, and like, it is hard to not have someone at the table. You know, it's, it's hard to not have someone there when, when they should be. But I think this is also a problem that that's there even, I think it'll be more pronounced this year, but I think it's there even in other years. Like what, what do you do when, when someone moves away or, you know, if someone's passed away? Um, I don't know. Have you guys ever had experiences like that? I think so. But I think a lot of it comes back to like, what is your advent? What is your Christmas centered around? Hmm. Like, cause I think there's definitely a lot of positives about being around people that you're familiar with that you love. Um, but that doesn't have to be your whole Christmas season. But I think regardless, like, I think when you, like, like we talked about, like, what's going to happen if we spend Christmas by ourselves, like, it'll still happen, you know, like, the thing about, the thing about, like, time, and I think Advent and Christmas is, it's coming whether you like it or not. Mm. So it's not really, like, an active decision, you know, it's, it's going to be there, and how you react is how you react. That's how I thought about it. Cause I'm going to be home by myself. It's like, oh, well, you know, it's not ideal, but when it happens, it happens and you got to react. No, I think that's a, sorry. Like I'm like, ah, like little mind blown moment here. Like, I'm just thinking like, like how, how true that is. Like how true that is just of our God. You know what I mean? Like God is like, he's going to come into your life when he will. And when it happens, it happens. And it's not like there's your spreadsheet and it's like, well, like me being me, like the intense, like I want to control things. I want my plan. I want, I want the PowerPoint. I want the Prezi. I want like the Google docs. I want all of it. Um, but like, like what you're saying, Thomas, it happens when it happens. And like how, I don't know. I think it's a really beautiful way to see Christmas truly like has that spiritual thing that happens when it happens and it's just about how you react I don't know Jacob was um kind of went back to the original question now that I have a little off my soapbox um yeah, yeah how, how do you um I think just this whole year in general has been like a year of um introspection for those who see it that way and um to maybe take it on a more positive note to see it as introspection and like a journey through ourself because for the most part we're spending more time by ourselves with our in our living quarters or whoever we're living with um so i think you know just as as the saint patrick's theme is reimagined maybe reimagining this year what what that might look like as a 
maybe encountering Christ in a, in a, in a different way, but also like, also on, on like a positive uh, note to think that like this pandemic happened when we're like at the, when technology is um, exponentiating to be at the point of like, where we're all in three different locations right now, but we can all um, see our own and hear each other's body movements and whatever like that. Um, I mean, it's not the same, but um, yeah, I'm just thinking of like my uh, roommate, she has a tradition with her uh, mom that she, they decorate a gingerbread house every year. Um, just last week, um, she was decorating gingerbread house like by herself, but she was FaceTiming with her mom. They're both kind of decorating mm-hmm. it together. Um, so just kind of, I think creative ways, it's not, it's obviously doesn't like, not the same as being physically present in person with one another, but um, we do have some really cool technology, I think. That can, um, no, yeah, you're so right. There's a lot of cool technology that we have now. Yeah, I remember back in the day when we didn't have like cool technology. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine like, like this time, but like even before text, like when we like literally just had phone calls, like I would be running towards like, I don't know if you guys did this as kids, but like, like we would like, if the phone rang, like all three of us would be like running. It's like, I got it. Like jumping over each other. Yeah. You imagine like Christmas time in a pandemic without this technology where like, it's just the phone. Like when did I first get a like a video camera, like a web camera? Like I don't know. Well, my family didn't believe in technology for a while, so we didn't get Wi-Fi until I was like a junior or senior in high school. But I think other people had it earlier. But even like like do we have access to like technology like when we we're in middle school to like do stuff like this? I think the first time I had no no we didn't because in middle school like we had flip phones still. I yeah, know, I had a razor and it was cool. Like I got a razor and people were like, wow, that's a cool phone. Um, I had a chocolate, like get, get on my level. I had like the one with like the little swirly. Yeah, I, I know what a chocolate is. Yeah, I was, I was so yeah but not, not, not the first version, like the second version. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I feel like middle school was like kind of the beginnings of like the webcam. It was, it was kind of bulky, but like not that many people had it. Yeah, I didn't have that. No, the, the first time like I actually became like, like video became really accessible to me was really, I think when I was like a, see no freshman in college I had been freshman in college college because then we would do skype oh my god i remember skype you're dating skype. yourself oh my gosh poor skype skype this whole thing. oh it is we, we have skype for business but um but <laughs> you do skype for business yeah i don't ask my employer um but no but zoom just passed zoom and passed them poor skype um yeah no i think that's a good point though um we do have a lot of really great technology, um, but we still need the old technology too. I don't know about you, like this is my little shout out for um, the U.S. Postal Service. Like we still need them to mail our Christmas. I need them to mail my Christmas presents. Oh yeah, I still ship stuff, but it's nice that we don't have to like correspond via mail. That's true. <laughs> I, do you guys get Christmas cards? Yeah, I have gotten a couple. I mean, I didn't, which I feel bad because like I don't send them out because like who's gonna be on my Christmas card besides just just me? And that's weird. <laughs> Thomas is selfie. <laughs> Thomas, put your whale sweater on. I think in theory, my parents make us took professional photos so they could send out a Christmas card. I don't live with them, but like <laughs> I am on someone else's Christmas card. That counts. That's a thing. Um, oh my goodness. Okay. Um, just kind of starting to wrap us up before we do a rapid fire round um 
earlier in this conversation, we talked about kind of like this joy of Christmas. How, how do you guys sustain that? Like either, how do you sustain it before, like through Advent? How do you sustain it after, like throughout the, throughout the Christmas season? Like, hello, this is a Catholic platform. Catholics, Christmas is not just a day. Um, It's a season. Um, How do you guys sustain the joy of Christmas? I think, so I think of it as like, um, I don't know, just how I, I guess, approach other maybe big events, holidays. Um, like there's, we have it laid out in Catholic Church. So there's a preparation time, I feel like, where I'm like super excited. There's anticipation, maybe setting up, whatever. And then there's the actual event, get super excited and have fun, whatever games are going on. Um, and then there's like the post event where it's like kind of reminiscing um so I think like right now in that anticipation time for me it's like um taking time stopping to notice that there that like the joy that I have in like anticipating some jokes we might tell to one another um or you know whatever whatever Christmas day might hold like that the joy in anticipating that and then like the day of Christmas um just enjoying that moment uh, that day and then like we're lucky enough, like we said, that we have technology, we have videos and pictures, like being able to kind of like look back on that particular day um, of Christmas and how, you know, Christ was present um, that day and have those pictures and photos for years to come. Mm. <laughs> what about you, Thomas? So I think I'm not great at finding joy in life on a, a yearly basis. Like it's not one of my strengths. Um, so I do try to challenge myself in the Advent season to kind of look into that. And then it's hard. Wait, wait what and, does that look like? Wait, wait, whoa, 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 back it up. What, is, what, what does challenge yourself to find that look like? Like what is some joy that you found this Advent season? I don't know if there's any, so that's a thing. I think every year, there's always going to be excuses as far as you can't find joy. And obviously, I mean, people are going to use the pandemic, which I'm not saying the pandemic doesn't suck because it, it's bad. But there's so many little things around me that I found joy. And there wasn't things that I've planned. Like, I would love to go out and live my life and be a 20-some-year-old. I don't feel comfortable sharing my exact age <laughs> podcast. Um, but... <laughs> um, and I would love to, you know, live my life and not be quarantined and be worried about a a virus or other big things but there's still so many things around me that are little that I've probably taken for granted that I realize still bring me joy things have been tough uh outside the pandemic I've had other life struggles but I've still found happiness I think it's just a matter of like being patient and listening and especially a time when people want to rush so much there's a time of like you want to get so much done in a short period of the season I think the quarantine has kind of forced us to not be in a rush because where, where do you go? That's a great question. And that, where do we go? We go to our rapid fire round. Oh, Here we go. Um, first off, thank you guys so much um, for indulging me in my little Christmas spirit. Um, my little Christmas fanatic in me is so happy um, just to spend time with you guys. Um, you guys know how this goes. I have a series of questions. These are all Christmas related. Um, just go ahead, answer whatever comes first. All right, y'all ready? 
Yep. Yeah, let's go. I need like more enthusiasm, guys. I have way too much for both of you. <laughs> I worked really hard on these. I had a list of a hundred and narrowed it down. Okay, ready? First one. Rudolph or Frosty? Rudolph, easy. Yeah, yeah Rudolph. Oh, yeah, who didn't say Frosty? What, what kind of nerd is that? What do you mean, Frosty the Snowman? Like, yeah, I know who he is, but like, who picks Frosty over Rudolph? Rudolph has a song, like a cool song. So, so does so does Frosty uh, the Snowman? Yeah. Rudolph yeah. the Red-Nosed Reindeer Rudolph. is a banger. It's okay, okay. Frosty the Snowman the is a longer song. Like, I think I would pick Rudolph too, but like, Frosty the Snowman is a great song, and it also has a movie that's not as creepy as Rudolph. Okay, next, um, favorite Christmas song. Um, Jingle Bell Rock. Oh, oh, okay. I feel it. Thomas. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't even know the name of the song. It's, um, it's, um. Sing it, sing it, just sing it. No, I'm not going to sing it. Sing it. No. Um. Last Christmas. Um, (laughs) Last Christmas. Let me look it up real quick. Mariah Carey. Don't want a lot but Christmas. Oh, do you hear what I hear? That's my favorite Christmas oh. song, and that's more of a religious one too. So, get double points there. Nice. But I, I just love it whenever I'm in Christmas and then mass, I hear it, or just like normal because it's on the radio. Mm-hmm. I don't know; it just feels good. Um, my favorite, mine changes every season. Shocker. Um, my favorite right now is Noel. Um, not the first Noel, just like just Noel. It's like a I don't don't ask me. It's, it's a, some um, pop Christian pop woman sings it and it's lovely um it's really really simple it gets down to like the simple i i can analyze it forever um but yes i love it um favorite christmas cookie well don't roll your eyes at me jacob everyone no no christmas cookies are important christmas cookies i'm a classic sugar with frosting oh frosting Oh. Yes, there has to be frosting on it. There, like a sugar cookie without frosting, it's still good. But it's going to be my favorite. Mm, I'm a big I, frosting kind of person. I go with gingerbread cookie. Gingerbread. Do you actually? Do you actually like gingerbread cookies? Like, yes, do you they're eat delicious. Them? Yes. Yeah. Or um, a graham cracker. Graham cracker. That's is that a cookie? But no, no. A graham cracker is not it a cookie. It's cracker in it. <laughs> Jacob, graham you're so bad cookie. at eating. It's a graham cracker cookie. It's says cracker. Yeah, denied. Whatever. Your cookie request is denied. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our resident health nut for you. <laughs> um, we always call them flying saucer cookies. I think other people call them peanut butter blossoms. Is it um, ones with like a sugar cookie with like a Reese's thing? In- um, no, no, no. It's a peanut butter cookie with a with a kiss on top. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we we just call them flying saucer cookies. But Those that's are good. That's a solid choice. Okay. Um, when it okay? We talked about when it's okay to decorate for Christmas. When is it okay to listen to your first Christmas song? I also stand by Thanksgiving. Jacob, uh, first day of Advent, <laughs> hands down. I don't know. Yeah, first day of Advent. Yes. Trick question. My answer is always. You can always listen to Christmas. It's not Christmas. special if you listen. To oh my it goodness! Around. No, Christmas in July is totally a thing that I celebrate and I rock out Christmas music. And you know, Christmas is a way of learning. Anyways, okay. I listen to July music in July and Christmas music. What is music July around. music? Yeah, what's July music? <laughs> I don't know. Like, whatever. 1776, like, the musical is July musical. Is whatever, like, summer bop there is or Old Town Road music. Old Town Road. I only listen to Old Town Road and all of its remixes <laughs> in July. <laughs> okay. Do you guys chew your candy canes or do you lick them? 
Okay. Um, let me preface the saying I, I don't eat peppermint candy canes because they're disgusting. But my mom loved me as a kid and bought me like those fancy like like sweet tart ones that were really good. Um, and then I probably would say I started to lick them and then got impatient and then <laughs> chew them. That's yeah, I give I give a good a good few little licks just to kind of break the surface, and then you bite it because then mm-hmm. you just get too. No, no, no. I I make it like super super pointy, like to the point where like you could stab it, someone. It hurts. Yes. <laughs> okay. And final question: Who are you in the nativity? Oh. I know. I want to. I ended a little deep. Sorry, there, friends. Oh, is who it deep? Are you? Who are you oh, this it... year in the nativity? Oh. Well, I was going to say the donkey because I like the donkey, but I guess you're looking for a deeper answer than that. No, no, no. Donkey works. I love it. Oh, love um, it. No, I'm it's definitely really... one of the three wise men. I don't know which one, but one of them. That's Maybe the one that bought Myrrh because that's a weird gift to give a child. <laughs> but I, I realized it held more significance 2000 years ago. I, I got a good answer. So Joseph, mm. because I feel like a lot of us are... Um, trying to find a place to have Christmas, whether that be virtual or we'll have to reimagine in the same way that um, they had reimagine Mary, where Mary would give birth because they were kind of in a pickle. Mm, I love that. See, then I think I'm more like the donkey then because I'm like, <laughs> all right, Christmas is happening and, <laughs> you know, it's going to happen whether or not I'm ready for it. You're just carrying this, like, loaded pregnant woman. Actually, she, Mary, fun fact it's debatable whether Mary was actually on the donkey because they probably had their stuff on. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about the donkey that was like the one that carried them. I thought like a miscellaneous donkey. Because <laughs> my parents, like... yeah, like uh, there are other donkeys there. <laughs> miscellaneous donkey. <laughs> or some other farm animal that just happened to be around. Okay, so we have Jacob as Joseph. We have Thomas as miscellaneous farm animal number four. Um, I think I'm the shepherd. We're like, I, I'm just like in my zone. I'm in my lane. I'm doing what I'm supposed to. People like, like I'm just doing what I'm supposed to. And then it's like something great's happening. And I'm like, but I'm doing what I'm supposed to. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm scared. Um, I think I really relate to the shepherds. Like, like just trying to do your job, just trying to get through the day. And what do you do when something amazing happens? So Anyways, thank you guys so much for being here with me today. Um, This was super fun. And thank you guys for listening and joining us in this conversation, talking about Christmas, the traditions that we have, um, the memories that we have, and what it's going to look like this year, and, and how do we go forth with that joy. So as always, thank you for listening to The Spirit is Lit, and we'll catch you guys later. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas!